Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 97 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Well, what a week we've had. We've had all four seasons in one day. Rain, winds, sunshine, hail, snow and not forgetting Storm Kira for our bees to contend with. Listen in to hear how my bees survived and also to come the latest workshop update and yet another storm to contend with. podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Blimey, well, what a week. At least we were forewarned, and despite all the fuss, nothing quite so dramatic here for us as compared to other parts of the country, and certainly other places around the world, so we were pretty lucky, really. Looking back at the week, the big news was the impending arrival of Storm Kira, We seem to have become accustomed to naming our storms now, and Kira arrived on schedule with some torrential downpours and gale-force winds. I looked out into the back garden to see a fairly calm scene, as I'd done something I'd never really done before, and that was to prepare for the worst. I'd moved all the likely flying objects into the garage, the usual empty pots and trays from my gardening exploits, a couple of old honey buckets that I used, well, for pretty much everything in the garden these days, all except filling with honey, of course. But I could see those sailing through the skies, so they all went into the garage. Plants in pots were moved to sheltered corner locations. Bear in mind that my back garden is only five metres by about seven metres at the most, maybe not even that big. I did a lot of fishing in years gone by, so I'm quite good at overestimating. Anyway, everything was tucked away for Storm Kira to arrive, and she was perfectly on time. We didn't get as much rain as I was expecting, but it was very, very windy. My mind turned to the apiary sites I have and thinking which trees were in imminent danger of falling over, and there are quite a few. At the alpaca farm, there's a huge oak tree on the outside track that borders the farm, and that came down about two years ago. Chris at the alpaca farm had a tree surgeon cut down the bulk of it that had fallen into their property but the huge trunk ended up across a public bridleway, and it's still there. It stops me from driving up to the apiary from the back lane. Not a huge problem, as it's always nice to say hello to the folks at the alpacas, but there are several other ancient trees that line that track that could easily have taken a battering this week. I did message Emma, the owner of the alpaca farm, to see if they could check on the bees for me, because this is the Honeypaw Langstroth Polyhive apiary, from a couple of seasons ago, and I was worried the polyhives might have taken a tumble. I needn't have worried, as everything was secure and the hives were all firmly strapped down. It's the only apiary where there's someone on site 24-7, so I needed to get round all the other apiaries as soon as possible to put my mind at rest. The Bluebell apiary was my first stop, and beekeeper incompetence had once again intervened to cause one minor issue. At the last visit to feed Apipasta fondant, I'd forgotten to put the stone brick back on top of one of the BS Honey two-in-one nuke boxes, and the roof had been blown off. Of course, the next step is trying to find the roof. It's only a small rectangle of polystyrene, and they can travel quite a long way in a good storm. The Bluebell apiary, although set out on concrete plinths and a nice wood chip floor, is surrounded by long grasses, hedgerows and trees. Idyllic on the right day, but when you're trying to find a thin slab of polystyrene, it makes for a more tricky search. 
The sensible thing to do is start at the hives and scan around searching the ground all the way up to the hedge line and up into the bushes and trees that form the boundary. Nope, nothing there. Perhaps a walk through the long grass will reveal where the roof has vanished to. Nope, not in the long grass either. Now I'm starting to get frustrated because it was my fault in the first place that this happened and I need to be getting over to the other apiaries. I pretty much gave up looking, walked back to the truck and of course there beside the access gate in full view was the nuke roof. I still can't understand how I drove straight past it without seeing it but at least I'd found it. Roof and brick back on and I was off to the next apiary. I have to say I was quite pleased with myself. Just a few days earlier, Steph and I had driven round all the apiaries, adding straps to those nukes that I thought were most vulnerable. And all the hives and nukes were still safely strapped down. All that is except one hive at our fishing lakes, which had one of those dreadful apex roofs on. It's one of the 14 by 12 hives that I acquired late last year, and it has a small amount of overhang around the edge of the roof, which was now sitting in the brambles at the side of the apiary. But that was all really. No trees down, no hives blown over and no nukes floating away in floodwaters. I have to say I'm really quite pleased with myself. It appears we have another storm coming at the weekend. This one is called Dennis but I'm confident we're strapped down and as safe as we can be so I'm not too worried. I am sorry for all those beekeepers out there who've had much worse conditions that I've had to face this week and I wish you well in setting things straight. Just be safe and look after yourselves. On Tuesday, I had to send out some bulk beeswax and chose the exact moment to go out just as it started to rain heavily. That turned into hail and by the time I got to the delivery depot to drop off the parcels, it was snowing. I sat in the truck and watched. I have to say I watched with a smile on my face, but watched until it had stopped and the sun came out again, all in about 10 minutes. All seasons, not so much in one day, but rather 30 minutes. Well, that's weather in the UK for you, I guess. I did check on food stores while I was out, and the vast majority of bees are getting through their fondant fairly quickly. It will be weekly checks on them from now on through to spring, just to make sure we don't leave any without food. When I say weekly checks, it's not weekly inspections. I just lift the roof off and see what fondant they have. It's way too early to even think about looking at bees. And that's just as well, because there's still so much to get through at the workshop. I've pretty much given up on the idea of making my own foundation this year. I just can't see where I'm going to get the time. That said, Pete's still keen. He's got me heading out at some point to buy a mangle for him. And he's not the type to do his own washing, so it's not for his smalls. The idea is that we make sheets of plain wax and sandwich it between the moulds before squeezing it through the rollers in the mangle but I just can't see where we're going to have the time. We've got heaps of boxes still to frame and wax with bought foundation. That should be arriving from Maysmore Beekeeping Supplies today. We're still boiling frames and rendering wax. We have the Honeypore Poly Langstroth project to get underway next week, and that's critical because the lads are over to help paint, so I can't delay that. I just can't see where we have the time. No doubt I'll turn up at the workshop and the elves will have created a pile of perfect wax foundation sheets and piled them high on the bench. Isn't there an old story about a shoemaker and helpful elves somewhere, or did I just make that up? Moving swiftly on, I think we have the solution to the pollination hive stands problem. You may remember I was worried that putting our hives on a single pallet in the margins of fields of oilseed rape 
tended to contribute to the general poor condition of some of them. And we were trying to figure out how we could improve on that. Well, Pete, bless him, created a new set of legs, dubbed the Taylor Improved Trestle Stand. It could also be Pete's Improved Trestle Stand. Either way, the acronym works very nicely. But I've just got to buy in a load of timber and we can get going into production. But again, it's another job that needs to be sorted sooner rather than later. If we do finally give it the thumbs up, you'll be first to hear about it and we'll post pictures to the Patreon page as well as the usual social media locations. Okay, I just got distracted. Good old Google. The Elves and the Shoemaker is the fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm. So pleased to say I'm not going crazy. Funny the things you remember from your childhood. There ought to be a story about a beekeeper and the elves. Maybe we can set Pete on that one. I've got foundation arriving at the workshop today, along with some additional poly boxes to go with the existing Maysmore poly hives I have. I just needed to get enough additional stock for those hives before committing totally to the Honeypaw Langstroth hives. On another note, there seems to be a demand for 14 by 12 nukes this winter, so fairly typically I'm making some up this year for next winter, when no doubt the market for 14 by 12s will fall through the floor. Not having a great deal of 14 by 12 kit, I've added a few 14 by 12 boxes, which fit on the same floors as the commercial and national Maysmore poly hives. But of course, I've just realised that I don't have any frames for them though, so that will be a spring sale purchase when B Tradex comes around. Oh, and I'll need wax for them too. It's just too easy to spend money on this beekeeping lark. Having stepped away from completing the podcast for various distracting reasons, I thought I'd give Maysmore a quick call to make sure everything was on track for the delivery of foundation. Bad news, I'm afraid. Due to the weekend trade show that they're attending, picking and packing my order won't happen for at least another week and possibly two. Lucky I have a few other jobs to be getting on with, eh? On that point, if you do think you're going to need some equipment, maybe a few more frames or, like me, more wax, do make sure you get it ordered early enough. Wanting or needing to make up frames and add foundation urgently only to find it's out of stock or the suppliers are simply too busy to get it out to you quickly can send the beekeeping stress levels through the roof. Get it ordered nice and early so it's on hand when you need it. Next week is a big week for me at the workshop. We're putting the finishing touches to the top bar hive. We've got entrance discs to fit and making up as many brood boxes with what little foundation I have in order to make some space to set up the workbench and start filming our new series of videos for the Honeypaw Langstroth Poly Hives. The aim next week is to make boxes and get them painted. The team are all ready to go. I've bought the extra paint and brushes, so I think I'm actually prepared to get stuck into the new build. Finally, just a reminder that we do have another storm heading our way this weekend, Storm Dennis, so if you're in the UK, Please be safe and stay in the warm. Maybe watch or re-watch a few of my videos to get you in the mood for a fast start this spring. Well, that's it for this week. If you haven't checked out my Patreon page as yet, please do take a look. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast. Have a great week and we'll catch up again soon. I'm Stuart Spinks and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. (laughs) 